0: Talk Radio.
1: Hello and greetings to one and all. This is the Psych Insido and I am your host, Joelle. I am the vibrarian. I am here to elevate, enlighten, and empower you with information and experiences that I hope you will find positive and uplifting we are broadcasting on the Vibrant <laughs> Week Radio Network, which is part of the Blog Talk Radio family, and you can reach us this evening by calling 646 668 At any time during the show, if you have a question or would like to come on the air, just press the WIN key on your phone, and it will let me know to bring you in, and I will get to you as soon as I possibly can. We also have a Facebook community where you can join with good vibe tries, I would like to call them. You can find me on Facebook and Page is the Vibrarian, and that's V as in vibration, I B E as in energy, R A R I A N. And in our community, we're posting uh, all kinds of things. Uh, different articles, videos, knowledge, sharing, that are uploading throughout your day. You've got tailored advice and wisdom and a schedule of events and classes also available. So please click on over there, like, comment, and share about the things on the page. I'm also on Instagram and you can find me on Instagram and Twitter with the same handle at The Vibrarian. Uh, you can follow us out in the wild as we're experiencing this high vibration life that we're all aspiring to. So each week on the Psychic Inside Show, it is my pleasure and honor to get to talk with different people who have discovered They had psychic gifts and abilities. Now, I believe that everyone is psychic, but you really just don't know sometimes that that is what you're experiencing. So what my goal is to do is bring you stories of everyday people who are just like me and you who have discovered something extraordinary about themselves and to share with you those stories because hopefully somewhere along the way, Something will tickle your brain and say, hmm, you know what, I've experienced that. Maybe, maybe that is being psychic, even if you don't necessarily call it that. So every week we have the psychic side show, and you can find our continuing broadcasts uploaded to my YouTube channel. You can search for The Vibrary. Just like the Library, Vibrary, it is a collection of videos, broadcasts, podcasts, and other content that is published out in the YouTube space. So my channel is The Vibrary. That's V-I-B-E-R-A-R-Y. I don't have a channel name yet, but as soon as I get to a certain number of subscribers, YouTube will allow me to claim my little piece of their real estate with my name. But for right now, you'll just need to search for it by name, and I do hope that you will subscribe. and. I also wanted to let you know that we have a lot of exciting, interesting, thing coming up. There is a full host of events that you can go to. We've got classes that you can get your rookie certification, um, astrology classes, technology classes, divination classes are in the works, and then we've got several events coming up that I'm sure we'll get to a little bit later in the broadcast this evening. So we're really on the move trying to elevate humanity, spread positivity, and love. So I hope that you would along with that. Also, I also have a chat room that is open during the show, and you can join uh, and ask your questions, and I'll be glad to also put you on air at that time. So... After that, bit of housekeeping there, I want to get into tonight's conversation. I'm so excited this evening to welcome our special guest of the evening. I only met her in person very recently, but for months, we're kind of circling the universe, trying to find the right time to get together, to actually face-to-face, because we had a lot of mutual friends mm. who both of us really respected, and I knew if... I was connected to this person by the mutual friends that we had that they must really be a quality person because I really valued our mutual friend's connection. So I got a message one day from a lady named Kelly Lynn Prime. So I'm welcoming you to the show this evening, Kelly Lynn Prime, and I'm just so happy to have this evening to talk with you. Welcome to the Psych Inside Show. Thank you. Um, I want to
2: let you know that your audio keeps cutting in and out a little
1: bit. So- oh, okay. I apologize, everyone. I am actually traveling, and so my connection is not the best because of my Wi-Fi. I'll talk with you a little bit more. I try to go ahead and get a secondary number going so that I can call in a little more clearly. So, um, Kelly Lynn, we hand it over to you. And would you please tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Who is Kelly Lynn Prime? Oh,
2: well, I am a former school teacher. I was a, um, a high school English teacher for 13 years. I'm from Michigan originally, and I live in Atlanta, Georgia. So I did some teaching in Michigan. I did about half and half. Um, I did about half of my teaching career in Michigan in the Detroit metro area. And then in 2006, I said, I need a whole change of scene. I need to broadened my horizons. I'm tired of gray weather. I'm tired of snow. I'm tired of cold. So I started searching for teaching jobs <clears throat> out of state. And I ended up here in Atlanta because um, the cost of living at that time was um, pretty moderate and teaching salaries were pretty great. So um I came down here in 2006 and I'm still here. So um, Atlanta um, has really been an integral part of my spiritual awakening. Um, I was raised very religious, um, which even even within my religious experiences, there was always um let's just say i ha- i had unique experiences i um <clears throat> i was introduced to the pentecostal denomination of christianity when i was in high school so i was around 16 i started going to a youth group that was uh pentecostal and I witnessed after one of the um, the meetings, they asked if, if we wanted to see a laying of hands. And I said, of course I want to see that. So there was a laying of hands and um, I don't even remember if it was a, a young man or a young woman. They immediately started um, speaking in tongues and I was like, whoa,
1: was
3: that? <laughs> that was
1: cool. <laughs> So, well I was gonna say um, if you were Pentecostal, there was lots of singing and shouting and probably speaking of tongues and other yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. uh things.
2: Well, I was raised Methodist. So this was a this is a, a very, very um interesting departure from very charismatic. The Methodist Church is not too charismatic. It's it's called the Methodist Church for a reason. It's very methodical. Um so I had that experience, and then um, I I was um, I did a lot of praying as as a kid, um, and I this was when I was sixteen as well. Um, I was praying in my in my bedroom one night and actually it was a very it was very interesting um chain of events that happened so um, i was praying in my room that night i knelt down by beside my bed and i started started my my, my prayers and i felt this sensation in my in my chest, um, which I now know to be my heart chakra. And then, so it was like my heart chakra opened and there was this this rising of energy and my mouth started to move and I, I was speaking in tongues, And I was like, whoa, that's <laughs> wild. So, um, of course, I was really excited, and I told some of my friends the, the next day that we're also, you know, they went to the little youth group and stuff with me. But it was interesting because that happened um, – it happened right before um, – I believe it was the same weekend – my brother was in a drunk driving accident and one of the um passengers in the vehicle was hurt very seriously. So mm. it happened at a time where um it was it was a way that I knew I was um connected to spirit because it was it was a very emotionally trying time for my family. So um pretty interesting. So that was Speaking in tongues is actually what I know now is simply channeling spirit. Um, yes. So I started channeling at sixteen.
1: You know that is so interesting. I, I hope my connection is a little clearer now. Are you hearing me okay?
2: Yeah.
1: Okay, good. When I was, I'm a Methodist preacher's child,
3: <laughs> and Ha-ha! I remember.
1: <laughs> when the tent revival, I, I was my early years, I was in western Kansas. And I remember when the tent revival came up one summer, I had to have been before fourth grade. And there was, it was a long evening service, and we were there really, really late. And there was a call-up for the kids. I was not with my parents. I was with someone else's family. There was a call for the kids to come to the altar, and part of it, what they did was talk about, you know, speaking in tongues. But it was, I remember feeling a lot of pressure, like, you need to do this, because it was like I couldn't get out of the church until I performed something. It was like, in in that moment, they wanted all the little kids to, you know, come to Jesus, speak in tongues, do something. So I remember I was very afraid. And, you know, when I finally, I think I probably, like, faked it, and then I came back upstairs and my friends' parents were like, oh, my God, we didn't know where you were. You know, I was like, I was down there with the little kids. Y'all were supposed to come rescue me, you know. And so for years I didn't have any other experience with that until kind of coming into more of, like, the black church experience and things like that and seeing people with that when you see it happen it really is quite shocking if you're not used to that kind of thing and mm-hmm. you know now like you mm-hmm. said you know differently because you have experienced movements of, of and channeling as we would call it um, is quite popular right now and you're not the first psychic I've heard say that they were speaking in tongues as at an early age, and I guess they would say that it was now, they would say it was light language, you know, which kind of is the well, can, term.
2: For me, it's something, once once that happened, I could do it immediately. I can immediately switch in into that. And it's interesting because I go to a wonderful, wonderful chiropractor. She does a type of specialized chiropractic care called network spinal analysis. Um, her name is Dr. Georgia Herrera. She is in Roswell, so there's my my shameless plug for my wonderful <laughs> chiropractor um, She does a lot of shamanic work, and if I am on the table and she gets the um the Native American drum out, it automatically comes out of me.
1: And are she you aware on, that? she beats
2: on that drum a couple of times and I'm shouting something, I don't know what, but <laughs> something
1: is coming through me. So do you also then receive channeling of language that you understand as part of your gift Sometimes. now? Sometimes. Mm-hmm. And in terms of when you were teaching in like the early part of your career, so this was just a dynamic from that you were experiencing in your personal spiritual life through your church experience but yet that time you weren't feeling like, oh, I'm a psychic, you're you're thinking I'm a teacher. Or were you kind of teasing around the edges? No. Well, I, of didn't, things? I
2: didn't I grew up in a town of six hundred people in rural Michigan. So I didn't know nothing about no daggone psychic Stuff.
1: <laughs> so it wasn't until you got to Atlanta that you started I mean like, I had
2: of course I had I had heard you know, um in college I remember seeing the, 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 the psychic network on T V, Miss Cleo, and you know, you could call <laughs> in and I remember watching um which which talk show was uh Sylvia Brown on? Oh Is that my Montel? goodness! Yeah, Montel,
1: Montel Mori was... or somebody she used to be on. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I remember. I remember seeing um, Sylvia Brown and just being really fascinated with her because I felt like I felt like she was she was still an entertainer, but I felt like she was sharing information that was accurate with for people.
1: So, oh, yeah, I remember kinda, that too. I think was she well, maybe me. not Oprah but i I thought she was interesting. I think I picked up a couple of her books then too. This is probably yeah, like I did mid-'80s.
3: Too.
1: yeah, when I would read um, things I about I that. didn't
2: really know I didn't really know anything about that, and I didn't really uh. I didn't really. It, I wasn't really awakened to it until um, there's a, a teacher in the area. His name is Carl Woodall. He does um, yeah. the Anastasi um, method of psychic development. That's what he teaches. And there was a woman who was going through his class, and through like a friend of a friend of the guy I was dating at the time. Um, we were recommended. She was she was doing practice readings, and we had readings from her, and we were like freaking blown away. She was amazing, um, <clears throat> and that's how I that's how I got introduced to um, kind of like that that realm, that world. And of course, I had been to the Phoenix and Dragon and, and knew that they had you know readers and 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 things, but. I don't know. I just never, like, it wasn't until I experienced it personally that I was like, whoa, there's something to this. And then, um, I kind of came, became friends with her and had a few readings and, um, of course, part of the conversation with a psychic is, is exactly what you said at the beginning. Everybody's psychic. Everybody has this ability. You just have to awaken it.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So, of course, um, got that message from her, and um, in two thousand nine, two thousand nine, um, I had I had gone to a Tantra event. Tantra is sacred sexuality.
3: And
2: they were taking um, volunteers. They were doing like a demonstration of it. And I raised my hand. I was like, I paid $40 for this. Y'all better pick me. And of course, they they did. I was like, I'm going to get my money's worth (laughs) out of whatever this is. I don't know what this is, but y'all better pick me. So they picked me and it was it was right up there with speaking in tongues because I felt like I was riding on ocean waves um yeah. the practitioner the practitioner did um energy work with me um, The only place he was touching me was the uh the center of my palm and. I was laying like on, a, on an air mattress and he was laying beside me. He was touching the top of my foot with his toe and the center of my palm with his, his I believe his thumb or forefinger. And then he was just moving energy over me with his hand. And wow. I felt like I was riding a, a wave of, like a wave in the ocean. It was the wildest thing and then I was like, afterwards, I I got emotional. I cried. Um, and after that, I was like, I don't know, I don't know what that was, but whatever it is, I need to learn more about it. And so I had started going to uh, the Spiritual Living Center of Atlanta mm-hmm. at that time too. Back when Paul Gagne was the. Um, <clears throat> was the um, the pastor, the minister there. And Dr. Joyce Reynolds came to speak one Sunday. And I don't know if any of y'all know about Joyce Reynolds. Joyce calls herself the motiv- motivator of one or a thousand. And she is and she was 70-some years old then, and she's 80-some years old now, and she's still teaching Law of Attraction. She teaches Reiki. She teaches some psychic development. She teaches a uh, professional speakers course. She is the bomb. Um, she's my Reiki teacher. I started going to her Law of Attraction classes, and she started talking about Reiki. And I was like, what is Reiki? And so next thing I know, I'm in her class. And, um, learned Reiki one and two. And I was like, oh, okay, this is, this is kind of cool. You know, do a little bit here and there, nothing, nothing major. And then I got a newsletter from the Spiritual Living Center. And there was a woman named Ursula Lentini, who was a spiritual practitioner At the Spiritual Living Center, she was promoting another type of energy healing called pranic healing. And so, I'm kind of up on my little high horse. I sent her an email. I was like, what is pranic healing? I have learned Reiki. How is this different than Reiki? Explain to me how this is different than Reiki. I don't know what she said to me, but the next thing I know, I was sitting in pranic healing. Basic pranic healing. And that... Pranic healing, that first pranic healing class totally changed my life because it took what I perceived as all of the little bits of information. Okay, I've learned a little bit about law of attraction. I've learned a little bit about um, Reiki and and chakras. Um, uh, I learned... It just really took every all the little bits that I had been learning. It took the the some of the stuff from tantra, and it just like really brought it together in like this really beautiful. Um, it just brought it all together, all together for me, and it just made everything make sense for me. And then I just went crazy with learning pranic healing. I've taken I've taken probably a dozen pranic healing courses, different courses. There's, I mean, it's, it's pretty, um, it's very well developed. Um, it's it's very much um, regulated as far as the information that you're going to get when you take the different, <clears throat> the different classes. Um, I eventually got a, a Reiki master, but um, pranic healing is, by far, what I have studied the most extensively, and it's it's a system of um, building character, really.
1: It's interesting as you're talking because I, I feel a commonality oh. with my own experience and with some of the stories that have been shared is that a lot of people just kind of are drawn to something that interests them that does not scream, I want to be a psychic. You know, it's like, well, what is this? You see somebody else doing Reiki, or you hear somebody talking about pranic healing, and then as you start to let your curiosity move you, you do wind up going from, like, interest to interest, but then the psychic part, I think, begins to flower as your brain kind Absolutely. of expands with this thing that you're so excited and interested in you know a lot of tarot readers are like I just really like the system of tarot cards and I didn't realize until it was about three or four years in that the messages I was getting were not from the cards they were from from spirit you know so it
3: kind of sneaks
1: in <laughs> for you
3: we so, do have a right,
1: caller yeah. who has pressed to a- ask a question let me check in real quick and say caller who is calling on Skype. Did you have a question for Kelly, or were you calling for a reading?
4: Um, I was calling for a reading, but I wanted to tell Kelly that my chiropractor also does network spinal analysis, although I've never seen her drum.
2: Well, Dr. Georgia has, she has a... um... She has a background in shamanism as well, so she integrates a lot of her shamanistic and spiritual um background into the way that she does her um the way that she does her her sessions. It's wonderful. I love it.
4: Yeah, I'm going to ask my practitioner to try it. Are, are you happy
1: with your chiropractor that uses that modality?
4: I do. Um, I don't fully understand it, but as I'm sure Kelly can can tell you, like there's certain parts of that. It's a little different than a normal treatment where they stand above different. you, yeah, and adjust you, and they kind of snap their fingers, and the snapping of the fingers does something. I'm not quite sure. Maybe Kelly knows.
2: So I can, I can tell you a little bit more what, what the, um, what the, with this method, what the doctor is doing is, um, either there are light touches in different parts of the body. The snapping is more than likely clearing of energy. Um, and what, the, what the doctor is doing is helping you to entrain your own nervous system to self-correct. So what, the, what network spinal analysis is, is entraining the body to not need a manual manipulation to correct um, misalignments in the spine.
4: Got it. I mean, I know that she. What's very unusual is that she can pick up whether it's mental stress or physical stress. And your
2: your your chiropractor is also probably very intuitive.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I will. I won't ask any more questions. I will wait on hold. Uh, probably like your other
1: Thank you. Thank you. We'll bring you back on. You'll be first in line for the reading portion, okay? Okay. Make sure you have a
2: dream for me to interpret.
1: (laughs) All right, I will.
4: Okay, Okay, thank
1: you. You see, so a lot of people, you know, are believing that, um, okay, to be psychic is to be a thing, but it's really more just to be in a state of a certain kind of awareness and then you can do lots yes. of different things when you're in that awareness. You know, once you're acknowledging and understanding how that awareness works for you, you can use it while you're doing all the things that are interesting you, even if you're And a that's teacher, exactly, you know, that's exactly how it works
2: for me. <laughs> um, so within pranic healing, we have a very specific type of meditation called Twin Hearts Meditation. Now, within Twin Hearts Meditation, um, I would have, I would have visions. I would have visions of, of or way, I would see waves of, of colors. Um, and this was after my, my first Pranic Healing course. Um, I would see colors when, when I was, um, when I was meditating I started to be able to see energy. Um, if if I look at the earth long enough, like I could see the earth breathing. Uh, I would look in the in the sky, and I would see the little particles of of energy. Have, have you ever looked at the sky and you either see what looks like um, sparkles, or to mm. me they look like little um like little they look like little sperm swimming. That's what, that's what it looks like to me. Um, or I, I started to see, um, auras on trees and we have a lot, a lot, a lot of trees here in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I would be driving and I would look at an area where there's trees and this, the, the aura of the trees, like the energy that, that comes off of trees is amazing. So I started seeing that, and then I started remembering. As a kid, I would see, like, I would see things out the corner of my eye, and then, of course, when you look, there's nothing there. Mm-hmm. But that's very real. When you see something, at, something move out of the corner of your eye, there's a spiritual presence there. I also remember um, kind of little quirky things that I did as a little girl. Um we li- uh, as I said we lived in the in the country and when you look at car headlights at night there's like it looks like little beams of light coming off the the lights so I would watch cars going down the road at night and I would see those little beams and in my little childlike mind I would I would grab the beams of light and I would eat them.
3: Mm-hmm. So to
2: me, it was like, it was like candy. So I would, I would grab the beams of light and I, I remember like eating the light.
1: So when you were doing your raping and pranic healing, are you then seeing as well as sensing the aura?
2: Absolutely. Do- mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so in 2012, this is this is kind of the next evolution of my um, my spiritual awakening. In 2012, was it 2012 or 2011? I think it was 2012. I did an ayahuasca ceremony for the first time, mm-hmm. and that, that really. Started opening up my my psychic abilities, and then by two thousand, I think it was two thousand thirteen that I did the psychic development course. Um, but for me, um, I really I don't like doing cold readings. And what that means is I do not enjoy someone saying to me, tell me my future, or um, what am I thinking right now? You're psychic. Because Mm -hmm. it just doesn't really work like that for me. Um, I get um, intuitive hits when I, I'm also a life coach. So when I am doing a coaching session with someone, um, I get intuitive hits. And what that means is um, spirit, ha- spirit is guiding me to guide the, the, the client in, into a direction that is going to um, serve them and create more healing for them. Um, I also incorporate energy healing into my life coaching as part of my practice so if you're a client of mine, we're not just doing coaching. We're doing coaching and energy healing. Um, and the energy healing is where um, sometimes I see past life stuff. Um, I work very closely with um, animal spirits. So there will be animal spirits that come through. Um, sometimes I, see, I will see different... Um, different goddesses or angels or, um, different ascended masters. Um, it just really varies. Sometimes well, I will you see, um, different. I may see, or I actually feel a lot of what other people feel in their bodies. So, um, like if someone has, the heart chakra and the throat chakra are right next to each other, so they're very connected. And usually if there's something going on with one, it affects the other. So a lot of times if I feel my my voice uh, cracking or breaking up, I know immediately that there's something going on with the throat chakra or the heart chakra or both. So, um, yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I am I am I am an empath, and I I literally feel some of what other people feel.
1: And that physical. could be rather challenging, huh? Um,
2: you know what? I I have been like this my whole life, so um, I don't I don't really know any other way of being. Um. I have become more aware of it as I have progressed in um, my abilities and through energy healing and whatnot. So I have actually learned how to cope with it a lot better. I used to have a really difficult time being in public places where there was a lot of people like Piedmont Park on a beautiful Sunday afternoon, you know, where there's wall-to-wall people just out mingling around, I would look at that and I would be like, um, no, not today.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, but I don't have men- a
2: problem anymore.
1: Well, you mentioned two things that I want to come back to. Um, mm-hmm. This is the Psychic Inside Show, and I'm your host, Joelle, the Vibrarian. I'm having a wonderful discussion with Kelly Lynn Prime. Uh, about her journey in terms like gifts and abilities, our phone number is 646 and you can call in to take a listen, or uh, if you want to ask a question or later in the show to receive a reading, you can just press the one key and I'll bring you on. So you mentioned ayahuasca. Um, And so for our listeners who are not, and also we'll have to back up and just talk about real quickly, what is Reiki? Let's just clear up Reiki and Prana because those terms might be somewhat foreign to people. Um, How would you describe what those are?
2: Well, Reiki and Pranic Healing are both forms of energy healing. Prana is actually a Sanskrit term for energy so they are both modalities of energy healing and what they do is we have, we have our physical body, but we also have an energy body and our physical body is actually powered by our energy body. And within our energy body, we have a central channel of energy called the nadi that runs, it runs right along with the spine, and it, it, it goes out the top of your head and comes out of your tailbone.
3: Um,
2: so the, to that central channel of energy, we have spinning energy centers called chakras. Now, traditionally, most people know that there are seven chakras.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: There are a lot more than seven chakras. Yeah. There, there are seven main chakras, but we have little whirling energy centers. There we have hundreds of them. You have um you have chakras connected to each of your eyes. You have they're, you have ear chakras. You have um many chakras on each of your fingertips. You have another chakra in the center of your palm. You have knee chakras. You have hip chakras. So there are chakras everywhere in the body, and that is what powers your physiology. So energy always precedes physicality. So um, what Reiki and Pranic Healing do, and they are just different modalities, um, slightly different ways of working with the energy, but in essence, what, what they are both doing is they are um, working in the energy body to create balance because within our physical environment, um, stress, worry, anger, all of those all of those things that, that we deal with on a day-to-day basis, um, they, they cause imbalances in the energy body. Now, physical disease is always, always, always preceded by an energetic imbalance. So when the chakras are out of balance in a particular pattern, over a long period of time, that's the cause of physical disease. I believe it. When you... Energy healing is probably the best preventive care that you can do for yourself. So within our Western model of medicine, and I am not debunking Western medicine at all, I believe that everything has its purpose in place. For instance, if you have, if you have a headache, by all means, go, go to the doctor, find something that will help relieve your pain, your headache, but then take it a step further and, and figure out why what caused the headache in the first place. That's where Western medicine leaves off. They don't care about root causes.
3: Right.
2: Energy There's healing wonder. Energy healing, if, if done regularly, can be a wonderful uh, preventive care of, of disease.
1: Well, and, you know, I was going to say that people don't need to think that they're psychic in order to become an energy healer. You Not know at all. Um, You're learning a system of, of, you know, each of these systems, and there are many systems of energy healing out there. I mean, even acupuncture, as you were describing the chakras everywhere, I think that that you know, coming from another tradition, is more acknowledging of the energetic centers that lie around the body, and that that's what they're working with when they're placing the needles in those
2: Absolutely. in those
1: areas to release the energy and get it flowing whenever there is a block. But um, I, I saw last year that even places like the Cancer Treatment Centers of America has started offering Reiki as their whole, you know, integrative. Uh, plan for cancer care Is that they now have it on their webpage You know that Reiki and Dietitian support um, Natural support is Available to add On to your traditional chemotherapy And radiation type of things That um, that People tend to be drawn to and I think That's a great kind of Nod to the whole idea That uh, there is more to us Than our physical body You know um, When you hear chiropractors who are now doing this neuro, I forget what you said it was, but it's not just about adjusting. Yeah, it's not just about network spinal analysis, right? You said analysis or adjustment. Okay. Yeah, they're not just looking at the physical form anymore. You know, science is starting to validate the the existence of energy and its, its impact On health and healing and I I love that science is now actually starting to study these things in a clinical way to prove what a lot of people would say well I didn't need a study a double blind study to know that prayer works for me when the church prayed for me
3: to know you
1: know my Reiki healer healed my body of an injury you know people don't need confirmation of that when it happens to your own physical self and in your reality you know
2: well, and and it's really way, simple. Pranic healing. One of there are eight. It's either eight or nine um pranic healing masters in the world. One of them is a physician,
3: mm-hmm. and
2: there are other physicians who. Actually, one of my teachers, she is a dermatologist, and when she does surgery, she uses pranic healing on her on her patients. It 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 can help control bleeding
1: so it's it's pretty it's pretty this is a great time you know because we are in Mm -hmm. a period where there is a flowering and awakening and expansion and a coming forward of things that i think were just lost to the to time and and in some cases veiled and obscured by economic systems that did not want them to be existent, you know. And now, we you know, anyone can go be-
2: that doesn't want us to have this
1: they
2: they don't want us to have this this knowledge and these abilities.
1: Or they say physician, heal thyself. I think that's some old Socratic or Plato or somebody, you know, talked about that we really do have the power of life or death within ourselves. And, you know, I yeah. started with like a Reiki level one just because I wanted to be able to do Reiki for myself. And I, I took all the other classes over a period of a few years, but I don't, I don't call myself a, a Reiki practitioner because I'm not doing this for a living or on people for uh, fees. I'm basically using Reiki on myself. But I found it interesting as a learning system, which is why I went ahead and, and educated myself to the extent that I could. And I expect I would I would take a Karuna or Holy Fire or some other Reiki as well. Now the pranic healing, that is a bit more extensive training program. How how long were I mean, if you look at the you said you've done like twenty classes, but how how long was your time Quite period
2: 20. to get to <laughs> Um, those, those classes are typically taught over a weekend and they range anywhere from 300 to $600. So I've, I've invested, I've invested money in learning what I have. However, what I do like about chronic healing that, and, you know, different strokes for different folks, um, I don't feel like Reiki is – there's not the same um, consistency because there's not one central organization or kind of umbrella that's, like, running um, the learning of, of Reiki. With Pranic Healing, there is – it's called the Pranic Healing Foundation, and it is actually run by Grandmaster Toa Coxuli, he's the the founder uh, and creator of Chronic Healing. Master um, Toa left the body in 2007, and his children have continued to um, run this business that he created. So, not only was he a spiritualist, he was a scientist, which means that he studied the energy and did hundreds and hundreds, probably thousands of case studies and tested everything, and then came up with protocols of treating the the different chakras to uh, that correspond with different um physical ailments in the body okay. so it's 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 a system that is very specific. And very well put together, and is he was also a businessman. So he put together this this system, and took the superstition out of it, and made it so that anyone could learn this. His goal was for there to be one pranic healer in every single household in the world.
1: Oh wow. Well, I need to get one in my household, apparently. My household <laughs> of one. <laughs> now, the other thing that I wanted to ask you about, uh, as we're talking about education, is you mentioned going to Carl Woodall's psychic development class. And that is another thing that I've heard a uh, common thread between different people who've been on the show and I've taken a class myself as well. But, you know, I'll take a class about anything. I love going to classes, especially when it's not for term papers and credit and all I'm that kind right? of
3: stuff.
1: Yes. <laughs> if it's for life edification, I like that a lot better than a GPA at a university, you know. I'm kind of Absolutely. done with that part. But um, so you went to an in-person class, correct, then, with Carl on? yes. So what was
2: that was like? For, that was for six I believe it was six months. We would do one weekend a month for six months um, it was it was cool I mean, that's where you really start getting your um your practice and your confidence
1: up so were there um, about a lot of people in your class or how
2: I think there's a cap. I think there's a cap of uh, twenty people, and what happens is you usually start with a full, a, a a full load, and then for one reason or another, there are people who um, they don't complete the whole thing. So usually end up with I don't know between like ten ten and fifteen that end up finishing. And
1: where was everybody kind of at? a similar place of starting out without a lot of kind of knowledge more kind of like, let me see what's going to happen. Or were you with people who already were knowing, you know what, I'm clairvoyant and I want to work on clairvoyance.
2: Oh yeah.
1: I, okay. There are,
2: there are some people that are, they're very clear on how their, their, their gifts come through. Um, one thing for me, um, actually a, uh, a couple of things that really were helpful for me with that is um, knowing that what we think is our imagination is not really our imagination. It's spirit um, communicating with us. Um, so that's one. The second thing is I really got clear on, that's where I got clear on this whole empath thing that if i'm feeling something that i need to ask myself one question and that one question is is this mine mm. and if i don't if i don't get a yes uh a uh mhm if i get a mm, or a uh uh-uh, uh i know that it's not mine and if it ain't mine it's not my responsibility so i I can cut that energy loose, and I don't have to be concerned with it.
1: I think that's a lot of what happens in the first levels of psychic development is realizing to trust what you've already been kind of working with, maybe on like on a gut instinct kind of way of functioning, but to mm-hmm. start to, like, really figure out, okay, what are my body systems? What I, I kind of know when I feel hinky about something or somebody, but let, let's examine that a little bit more and do exercises with other people who are also trying to figure out, you know, uh, what is this I'm feeling? What is this I'm sensing? So it, it, to me it was fun. It was a great deal of fun to be able to, play with other people without any judgment. First of all, like, oh, you got it wrong. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, I'm kind of getting the feeling of such and such, a, such and such, and then you find out you're right. And that goes a long way because a lot of times we second guess ourselves. Yeah. It's like, I, I didn't really oh my
4: God. or okay, coming out well, of trees.
2: This is what, <laughs> what happens to me a lot. People don't like it when you know shit and they don't know how you know it. So they will lie to you. Like you may you may you may say to somebody, you know, your energy feels kind of blah 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 today. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know I don't know why. I don't know why you're saying that because I feel blah 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 today. Because mm-hmm. they don't want to admit to you that that you were right about how they're feeling. They're they're like, you don't know me. <laughs> right, <laughs> but then that is that is something that you know, and then we take that back in as as a reader, and it it cause it creates doubt in in the information that we get. I, that happened to me, like looking back, that happened to me so many times as a young person. I'd
0: mm-hmm. be like,
2: "Well, you're you're blah blah," you know. I'm feeling that you're da 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 today i like um no i'm not and i'm like okay well i guess you're not right but i will be,
1: but I will be right right well for me it's a little kind of voice that tells me you know you should take 166 instead of getting on 285 and I'll, sometimes I'll just blow through that, like, well, no, never mind. I'll just get on my usual. I don't know where that came from yes. at one point. That's how it would be. And then I'm stuck in an hour traffic jam right yes. past the exit to 166, and I'm like, you should have listened to your intuition. So Inter- going No, to the not, development that's your bus. internal
2: GPS. That happens to me <laughs> all the time in Atlanta traffic. I'm not kidding you. I, I'm I am – in. see, here's another thing. I had no idea that I was, quote, unquote, clairvoyant. Because Clair, I'm thinking I'm if I'm not seeing things, like, in the physical, I'm not clairvoyant. I see things in my mind. I see them in my mind's eye. That's mm-hmm. being clairvoyant.
1: Yes, a lot of get, people – I get visions get of
2: routes. And and things all the time, and I will measure energy as well. I'll be like, okay, two eighty-five or eighty-five, and I will physically like feel the energy.
1: Well, I need that. Everybody, whatever, whatever that has whatever
2: has the, the stronger <laughs> the stronger energy for me, I'm like, okay, that's the one. That's I'm going that way.
1: Right. See, again, most of everyone is psychic. You just don't realize it. So, you know, it's understanding that there's that GPS, a higher guidance system that you can connect to that is not driven by the logic and reason of your egoic framework that is going to be operating through your emotional system, giving you physiological indicators. But, you know, everybody's had the thing where, like, that person just walked in the room and I don't know what it is, but there was just something about them that was off, (laughs) you know. And, yeah, some people are kind of petty judgmental people, but most of the times people don't want to dislike people. So if they're rubbed the wrong way by some kind of energy, a lot of times they'll just kind of explain it away then because they're trying to be polite and nice, you know. And I've learned to just politely disengage and go ahead and honor my inner guidance system. that's telling me there's something in this energy field that is not for me. Without judging the person, is it good, bad, or whatever, just saying, you know, I'm not resonating with this. I need to take it out of my field, and I'll do that by removing myself. That person doesn't need to do anything. I'm responsible for me. I'm going to get the hell on. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what? No.
2: the opposite of that is true as well, because y'all know that you have met certain people or a certain person Mm -hmm. has walked in the room and you're like, Oh my God, like, who is that? (laughs) That and, and you just be like, I, I have to meet this person. I have to talk to this person. And for me, that's huge. Because if I get that, that, I mean, spirit is, spirit doesn't play with me if i if if I am drawn to somebody like that, like there's no no question that I will go up to that person and I will say, "I'm supposed to meet you." My name's mm-hmm. Kelly. How are you?
1: Mhm well, that was how I know when our connection came through it timing just was really off, but it was there in the periphery like there's a trajectory to cross paths with this person, you know. And then when we did, I think we wound up talking for three hours straight, and it was an amazing connection. And so, again, that divine nudge that lets you know everybody is your teacher. Now, some people teach you lessons you'd rather not learn, but the positive ones that are, you know, uplifting when you hear a person and you hear their story or sense their energy and you spark creativity and value that is just such a wonderful thing and that's the most things i like about kind of coming into my own intuitive abilities and awareness is that i can make much more meaningful connections a lot more easily nowadays (laughs) rather than stumbling around in the dark you know it's like being wide awake <laughs> and
2: seeing everything. Well, okay, okay, I'm gonna tell a story on you. So, <laughs> let me let me let me share with you guys. So, Joelle and I we got together for lunch, and we did. We talked for like three hours. Partway through, she's like, "You don't have anywhere else to be, do you?" I'm like, "Nope, I sure don't." <laughs> so. We we get through this, this meeting, and I think we both left feeling really, um, really encouraged and um, excited about our new mm-hmm. connection. And then she texted me later, and she said, by the way, this is the card that I drew before <laughs> our meeting. This is the angel <laughs> card that I drew. And I was like, oh, okay. So you were... You were sizing me up before before we even met. Okay.
1: All
2: right. I see you. It was a great card, by the way.
1: It, it was. It said, what, creative project, I think. So, it, you know, but yeah, I check in with my guidance to see. I, I'm not – I'm clear audience, but I'm not as strong as I, I believe that I will be eventually, so – for me, oracle cards are a wonderful way to tune in very directly and receive unambiguous messages. So, I, I when it's something big, I definitely tune in. You know. <laughs> so, how does
2: your how does your clear audience
1: manifest? It started with me hearing songs, and I'm a musician by training and throughout my life been a church musician things of that nature but this was different i started like giggling as if someone was telling me a joke and it wasn't a joke that originated with me and i was like well this this is kind of funny having this little songs every now and then pop in and so Over a period of time, and I was getting psychic readings, of course, from other people, and they kept telling me, you're, you know, clairaudient, and I was sitting across a reader one time, and she was saying, well, your grandfather's here, and he's trying to tell you something, and she said, listen, he's telling me, listen, listen, and at that moment, I heard one, a song, clear as day, come into my head, and I was like, oh, snap, (laughs) I just heard a clear, an actual confirmed clear audio moment uh, with my grandfather. You know, and I was like totally then. It, it shifted how I felt about it. So now I hear conversation or instruction that's verbal, and I hear a lot of musical kind of accompaniment to my life, and it's usually a message in it, um, or a joke or a funny and things of that nature. So that, that's how my clear audience happens so are you are
2: you are you hearing it literally like with your ears or is it kind of like me where you're hearing
1: like inside yes in my inner ear it's 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 not an actual audible sound but, uh, you know, it's like when you get those songs in your head that you can't get out when you're at the grocery store and you're like, damn, I wish I had not heard that song. I can't get it out of my head. And you find yourself humming it. It's that inner inner soundtrack. And I do get now, tones. I, like,
2: I have never thought of that as being clear audience either. I get that all the time. My guys give me a song for every damn thing.
3: Like yeah, I, mean, I get, I got
2: song lyrics for everything. Like right now, everything is everything. Lauren Hill. You know what I mean. <laughs> so, like, they're all right. Yeah. I hear
3: y'all. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's the beauty.
1: Again, we just aren't recognizing it for what it is because we'll try to. I call it logicalize. I know that's not a word, but we try to explain away. Oh, that's just me humming, but it was very clear when I was cracking myself up, and it wasn't me cracking myself up, thinking, "Oh, that was a good one, Joel. It was me like literally busting out laughing like, "Oh, that was funny! Somebody got jokes, <laughs>
0: you know, yeah, and of course, yeah. it
1: was my granddad, and he is a joking kind of guy, you know, and my uh-huh. other guys as well, you know, he tends to sing more churchy songs to me, but my other guys used regular music (laughs) to convey messages too so i do have a caller that's uh, indicated they want to come on to ask a question let me check in real quick this is caller area code 908 did you have a question for kelly or were you calling for a reading
5: um i was actually calling for a reading i want to know why do i keep meeting all these emotionally unavailable people I, i i feel like part i feel like i'm Emotionally unavailable myself, but I, I feel like I am, but then I'm not because I feel like I didn't have my father there. Like, I just got on Father's Day, I just went to go see my father after six years, and it's just like he's still emotionally unavailable. I don't know. I just feel like I keep meeting these people that's just like, that keep wasting my time.
1: Well, let me until do this. You heal,
2: until you heal. <laughs> Until you heal your relationship with your father and um, heal that um, part of you that feels um, like a victim to your father being unavailable, you will keep attracting that.
5: But this is the crazy thing. Like, I'm getting past, past it. Like, I feel like this. I feel like things happen and it's, what are you going to do? Are you going to stand there stagnant and not move forward or keep going back to that? Because I feel like I give and I feel like I love extremely hard, but I feel like I don't get that in return.
2: You know what I mean? uh, That's that's a worthiness issue. If you are giving and not receiving – what you're giving in return, chances are you are giving from a place of deficit. And when we try to give from a cup that is empty, we go deeper and deeper into deficit. So we have to eventually hop off that that cycle and try something different.
5: Yeah, I stopped. I just have a question. Do do you see do you foresee me in a relationship anytime soon?
1: Well, let me pause you right here because we are in the talk portion of the show, and so okay. the the uh, reading part happens in about another twenty minutes or so. So okay. I will come back to you, but I do have another caller who is in the queue for questions before you. So, um, I I what is your name? I'm sorry, Kim. Kim, thank you. So I'll have you back in the queue, and we'll come back to that during that segment. Okay? Mhm. Thank you. So that kind of call would be an example of what an intuitive coaching session really yes, looks like, then, rather yeah. than a quote-unquote. Reading because here
3: yes.
1: is a, a situation or circumstance that's about developing yourself and maybe working out who you are and how you want to be when you're not attracting back to yourself what you believe you should. So that's the kind of thing that. Well, you I'm not... gonna go
2: ahead and answer, answer her question. No, I do not see her being in a relationship anytime soon because she has a lot more self work to do, and that's the that's the short answer.
1: Well, I will, Kim, bring you back on to rebut and to continue your question when we get to that segment. So thank you so much cause I don't want to continue without everybody being on the line, <laughs> you know. Um, so That's- this is the Psychic Inside Show. Our number is 646-668-8988. We do have several people listening online to the show as well as people listening on the phone this evening. Thank you so much for being with us, and I would definitely like to invite you to the Vibrarian page on Facebook, that's V-I-B-E-R-A-R-I-A-N, and you can see the upcoming broadcast schedule and things like that. Now, Kelly, Lynn Prime also has a Facebook page and community and ways for people to reach out. Would you share that with us, please?
2: Yes, you can find me (laughs) everywhere at Kelly Lynn Prime, K E L L Y L Y N N P R I M E, and I am also my uh, umbrella of my services that I do falls under fitness for the soul.
4: Fitness for
1: the soul. Please
2: fitness swear. for the
1: soul. Because
2: for mean... me, we're talking all this, this, this energy and whatnot. I am. I am about more than just energy. I am about your physical health and wellness as well. So if we are taking care of our energy body, we have to also take care of our physical body because they are connected. Everything is energy. So when we're working with the etheric, we are also working in the physical, whether, whether you believe it or not. And here's the cool thing about your body. Your body does not have the ability to lie the way that your mind will. Our mind and our ego will convince us of all kinds of shit that is not true. Mm -hmm. However, if you have a pain in your big toe, there right. is a reason connected to why you have a pain in your big toe emotionally. Right. So um, we can't we can't discount what's going on in the in the physical body and think that our our mind and our our mind is so complex our ego. Want to be right about everything, and there's just some things that our mind is telling us that are just—they're blatant lies. They're not true,
1: right? Belief systems, right? Yes, absolutely. Or BS, as they sometimes say. Now, I it,
2: also uh... want to clarify to the callers: um, I am a dream interpreter. That is, and that is a tool that I use to help to help guide you with what spirit is communicating with you in your dreams. So if you're on the line, I need you to have a dream
1: for me to interpret. Okay, thank you for that. Yeah, every psychic is different, and everyone has different ways that they express it. So we do try to respect uh, the guests who call in and if uh, – You know, that kind of question-answer. Sometimes we've had callers to have to go into the side room to get a kind of preliminary where the psychic reader can really connect with them and then bring the reading out rather than the rapid-fire kind of question-type situation. Yeah, the the the
2: rapid-fire questions, that's not really my style.
1: Okay, well, thank you for clarifying that. Um, I do want to come back real quickly because you touched on um, something that you and I both have had experience with, but you said the word ayahuasca, which is something that um, a lot of people may not have heard before. So would you just describe what you have learned that to be and what your experience was with that?
2: So ayahuasca is a a plant medicine from the Amazon in South America and it has been around for thousands and thousands of years and it is a couple of different plants from the jungle that are um, mixed together and when they are mixed together they form a psych. So that well it's a medicine it's a medicine for healing that um, gives the um, participant a psychedelic experience. So what it does is it, um, it activates, you may have heard of um, DMT. DMT is something that naturally occurs in our brain, in the pineal gland. So what the medicine does is it activates our DMT in our body and opens the pineal gland and gives you a psychedelic spiritual journey so it's spiritual journeying It's led by um, shamans and um, it is a way to heal heal things from physical mental, emotional, um, it really brings you to a place of seeing who you really are. And seeing who you really are is sometimes seeing the parts of yourself that um, you don't like or that you might be afraid of. But it's, it's, a, it's a moment to, when you come face to face with your darkness or your demons, it's, it's a moment to surrender and realize that anything that comes up in that experience is a part of who you are. And is that a is that a great explanation or is that that's a great,
1: that is a good explanation. I mean that kind of <laughs> encompassed everything on my personal thought list about it. Um did you do this in the jungle somewhere or were you here in the States? Um I
2: I have had all of my experiences here in Atlanta. However, um there are people who go to the jungle and um, and partake in this mm-hmm. process.
1: Um, and this isn't the it, only kind of uh, medicine. You know, the medicine no, no. path has no. many, many, you know, ayahuasca is one, um, it's known by different names, depending on where it's being uh, brewed in in South America, Brazil, the, the, you know, the places where the plants grow. But there's also uh, what, sapo, which is from the frogs, um, various frogs at various levels. And then I think, you know, peyote would be considered as well in that. And, and this is not like you're kind San of... San Pedro um, is
3: another?
1: Yes. And this is not like you're dropping acid. <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's plants that have this psychotropic effect of opening and putting more of this DMT. And everything has DMT in it. It's not in every substance. It's just the amount. And I've seen, uh, I think Joe Rogan has a wonderful documentary out there on um, Netflix that you can see for free or on YouTube because he's a big advocate of it. But, um, you know they it opens up the portions of the brain that we normally would call dormant i would I don't like to use that word because I think we're using it. we're just not understanding how it's being used and in in my experience, it all kind of made sense when I was on the medicine journey. All of the hmm kind of things that you wonder about i i I understood them in the grand sense of things after yeah. going through this journey and I brought pieces of that back with me back down to my earthly self and it kind of shifted me then going forward from that and they say it's really oh. helpful for people who are dealing with addictions like serious drug addictions oh. um, the medicine is is, been, now they're studying it scientifically because there are wonderful outcomes for people where they are able to Cold turkey address their issues of addiction in the medicine episode, if you will, and come mm-hmm. out and just walk away from it, you know, like yeah. do some kind of major miracle. Healing healing
2: it's healing those parts of yourself. We have lots of mm-hmm. different parts. Um, one thing that I do want to say this is not a recreational drug, this is not like smoking no. marijuana. No um this is something that um you're not ordering off the internet. This is something that oh, you God. do with a trained professional some uh, a shaman who has um experience in um guiding people on these um these spiritual journeys
1: and you said you
2: went. it is also it is also a purgative medicine.
3: So, Um, most,
2: most people throw up or um, it can come out the other end. Um, Mm -hmm. But there are, there are many, many ways of purging. Yawning is purging. Laughing is purging. Crying Mm -hmm. is purging. Burping is purging. Um, Getting up and moving is a way of purging. So, there's all, there's, all of this um, release and letting go and surrendering that happens in the process.
1: Now you said that when you came back from your journeys that you felt that your psychic ability went up a notch or expanded your, your range or what you understood about yourself. How, How did that work for you?
2: So in 2015, Um the shamans who I have um who have been my guides <clears throat> on all of my journeys they are a couple from um Canada and they reached out to me and they said, "Hey, we want to come to Atlanta. We want to spend from the end of October through the new year in Atlanta doing ceremonies. Can we stay with you? <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Of course, I said yes. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. Right, right.
0: In the process,
2: in the process, I did, I did the medicine six times in that right. span of of time. So, um, I got a lot of. A lot happened in those ceremonies um, two years later I feel like there are parts of those journeys that are just now um, becoming manifest and mm-hmm. like being integrated um, it's a you get you get so much information and it takes time for us, for our physical body to catch up to that energy. It's a lot of energy, a lot, a lot, a lot of energy. So what happened for me after those um, ceremonies in 2015, that's when the animals started awakening. Everywhere I, everywhere I go, Um, and you know, it was happening before. I just wasn't aware of it. I was not being aware of it everywhere. I would go every place I would look, I would see an animal. I would hear an animal. Um, they're, they're just everywhere. The animals are always talking to me when I do energy healing sessions. I will, in my mind's eye, I'll see different animals. Um, And I always, I always ask clients. I'm like, "What does the draft mean to you?" Because the Mm draft showed up today.
3: Or
1: that's kind of a very shaman. You know, the shaman path seems to incorporate a lot of animal guidance in in that realm more more than any other kind of modality Mm -hmm. that I hear people talk about. Yep. And you said you're also connected very much with nature, like uh, sprites and the the woodland creatures and that kind yes. of, you know, kind of.
2: And I wish, well. I wish I had $10 for every time someone said, Oh, you look like a little fairy.
3: <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> I am a fairy. Don't you know? <laughs>
1: We are getting to the last segment of the show, so I do have the callers that are on the hold from uh, before, so we'll bring them back on and see if we can uh, provide some kind of uh, reading services. Uh, Thank you for outlining
3: how it works. All
2: right. Hold on. Let me grab – I typically use a – typically use something to – I usually write stuff down, especially with dreams. That's how I start – putting the pieces together by writing it down. Let me grab a pen.
1: While you're doing that, I wanted to share with our listeners that every Thursday is a librarian show, and that's a topical show. Um, we spend about an hour, hour and 15 minutes sometimes every week Talking about all kinds of subjects we've we've covered astral travel, um, the moon and energies, um, uh, lucid dreams, dream symbols and interpretation, and we're going to have episodes coming up in the next few weeks on akashic
3: records,
1: past life regression. Uh, natural phenomena such as Bigfoot and the Mysterious, and then I believe we're going to have uh, alien uh, abductions and things of that nature on there as well. So it's the same phone number, the same channel. It's just on Thursday night. Uh, that we just kind of talk about whatever I think is fascinating and interesting. It's, I love it because it's almost like being uh, on an X-Files versus a uh, cross with Indiana Jones and the quest for the hidden information, you know. So I'd love for you all to join me on Thursday evenings. And then every Tuesday we've got the Psychic Inside show where uh, people like Kelly Lynn Prime and other amazing Everyday amazing people, they're normal yet they're extraordinary, come on to share their stories about their psychic life. So are you prepared, Kelly? I am. Okay, so I'm going to bring in our caller from the Skype line. Uh, Hi. Thank you so so much for holding and listening in this evening and bringing you back on. I'm sorry I didn't ask your name before. Oh, that's fine. My name is Trish. Trish, thank you so much. So I'll leave you and Kelly to your conversation.
4: Okay. So Kelly, do you want the question or the dream first? I want the dream. Okay. So I had a dream where my deceased parents were in my house Um, renovating my kitchen with cabinetry and granite that I absolutely hated. And I, you know, kind of woke up thinking, why are you here and why would you do this without telling me? Why would you do this without my knowledge? Um, And the irony is that I'm actually in the process of picking granite and cabinets for a house, but obviously not with my parents.
2: Um How how often do you dream?
4: Uh probably twice a week. Do you remember them? No, not always, but I remember this one cuz I was so mad.
2: So you were So you were you um were you present in the dream or were you um
4: were you observing this? No, I was present. How
2: long have your how long have your parents
4: been um deceased? Both of them over 25 years.
2: So the the kitchen the kitchen is like the kitchen is the heart of the home so um when you're dealing with the kitchen you're dealing with um emotional um matters of the heart emotional um maybe even emotional baggage we could say um, would you say that before your parents crossed over, that you had healed your relationship with them?
4: Um, hmm. Interesting. I one passed quickly, and the other one passed from a terminal illness. So, mm-hmm. I so it's hard to say. I didn't have a didn't have any issues with them, um, but they passed fairly young by today's standards so i didn't have a long relationship with them
2: so is there a part of you that feels resentful that your parents weren't around longer in your life yeah that's true okay well that's that's what i would say that 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 dream represents is that your parents are aware that um there's a an emotional resentment toward them and that even though they're not here in the body you can you can still communicate with them like through meditation or um, they may even come back through in a dream, and you ha you have the power in your dreams to facilitate that that healing and um, you know they 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 probably um Give me one second.
3: Okay. Mm-hmm. Did
2: did either did either of your parents um um did either of your parents like to to cook? Or were they Oh, uh, my god okay um, with with them showing up in the in the kitchen and your mother um being being the cook it it feels like um your your mother is kind of leading that that interaction and encouraging you to uh release any um, any resentment or or anger. You said you
4: woke up angry, yeah? Yeah, well, that's what woke me up was, like, what is going on here?
2: Okay. Well, I encourage you to um, sit down and either um, journal or um, meditate and just have a... Have a conversation and let your parents know that um, that you forget them, and that you know that they did the best that they could do.
4: Okay. Okay. Thank you. You are so welcome. All right. Thank Thanks you
1: so much for calling and listening this evening. All right. Thanks again. Okay. Interesting. Um you know, it's quite interesting when we um, – I appreciate when our callers are, are willing to express themselves on the air. And I thank all of you who are, you know, going into public space with your questions. And the spiritual realm is very, very intimate. So I don't take it lightly when callers call in and are willing to kind of go there to that realm during these shows. Well so, and the okay. thing
2: with dreams is you know, when we look at a dream like she described, it's easy for us to be like, oh, I was mad at my parents because they picked some shit I didn't like. <laughs> but we have to we have to look deeper because the our our dreams are it's like speaking a different language. It's it's not it's not so literal as everything is, you know, here on the on the earth plane. When we're in the astral plane, it's like we're we're in a different dimension, and there's just a different way of being and
1: communicating. Well, I think your advice to journal—that is so. I talk about that all the time. I know I've mentioned on previous. I shows, know we talked about you that know,
3: on uh, on Tuesday last
1: week. Yeah, but like uh, practicing something like understanding the language that's being used you know maybe kitchen cabinets is your symbol for a specific kind of thing and once you figure out what that thing is then you'll be like oh I had that kitchen cabinet dream last night again this is getting ready to happen or I must be not aware that I'm feeling like this or there's that giraffe again, you know, one of mine is tornadoes. Yeah. I know when I get tornadoes that I've got a lot of external change happening around me that I'm feeling
3: right.
1: more uncertain about than what I'm superficially representing. So it's kind of like a little, hey, you're not being honest with yourself. You just spent all evening running like Dorothy and Toto you know, you might be feeling a little more out of control than what you're, you're, you're admitting to yourself. And so journaling is definitely a different way. Really and truly, we just, we scratched
2: the surface of that dream. You know, we could have gone into a lot more detail, you know, was, was the, it was it daytime, was it nighttime? Um, was the was the kitchen cluttered? Was it open? Mm-hmm, Another thing mm-hmm. with the kitchen. What do we do in the in the kitchen?
0: We cook. We cook
2: in the kitchen. And what is cooking? It's creating, right? Mhm. So, you know, the kitchen is also about um, you, whether you are reaching your your full potential or not. So,
1: Well, um, we are going to circle back around to our caller from earlier this evening. I believe that you said your name is Kim. Is that Am I correct?
5: Yes, you're correct. Thank you have, so much for holding. I do have a dream. Um, okay. The other night I was laying in my bed. I had insomnia. I had a dream that I'm laying in the bed and I couldn't figure out, make out the face. I couldn't tell if it was my stepfather or my ex, and I felt like they were coming to attack me. And I, on the bed, I had the remote and I had the phone. And in my mind, I'm 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 sitting there listening to them trying to come towards me, and I'm thinking, what am I gonna pick up to smash over their head? And that was the dream.
2: okay so okay, so say that again uh okay. i'm not I'm not following what was dream and what was really happening, okay, so this was all in your dream you
3: in your, all you were
2: was sleep was sleep, okay,
5: so i was I was laying on the bed in sleep, I had a dream that my stepfather it was either my stepfather or my ex and they were um, talking shit to me from the, excuse my language, from the door, my um, doorway, my bedroom door, because my bedroom door was open. And I'm hearing them, but I'm laying in the bed. I'm I'm laying in the bed, and I have the remote and the phone, and I'm thinking, oh, what am I going to use to hit them? Um, to hit them with, and then I wake up out the dream.
4: So was it your
2: bedroom? Mhm. In the dream? Mhm. Was it your bedroom like it is right now or mm-hmm. like maybe your bedroom from a a different home or No. It's
5: it's the home that I'm in now. It's the it's every it's exactly how I am now at home and mind you, I'm in a house completely alone by myself. There's nobody in this house.
2: Okay, so the fact that it was – the fact that it was in the bedroom has to do with – it has to do with relationships. It has to do with intimacy. Um, And what you were saying before, um, you were asking about relationships. I feel like this is, um, this is, a, so wait, in the dream you had insomnia?
5: No. I had insomnia that day, and then I went down and went to sleep. And when I went down and went to sleep and I'm dreaming all these things, see, the thing is I had an abusive ex. My stepfather was abusive and my ex was abusive. And recently, I just had to get a restraining order from my ex to get him away from me. And he would literally wake me up out of my sleep like we were sleeping in two rooms. He would sleep in the living room. I would sleep in the bedroom. And he would literally wake me up out of my sleep to start arguing with me. And I used to keep a five-pound weight on the bed with me. So if he came in the room and he tried to do anything, I could bust him inside his head.
2: Well, the the fact that um the fact that these these two men that you did not have um healthy and empowering relationships with you um are coming into your intimate space um And you are, hold on one second. what what I'm seeing is I'm seeing a lot of I'm seeing fire around you and to me that is um that is implying that there there's some anger (laughs) that um perhaps would be healthy for you to get under control and you asked before about a relationship um I do not see you entering into a relationship anytime soon because there, there are some of these issues that are, that are, that are coming up, the anger, um, you know, healing from past hurts and, and relationships. Um, those are, those are some precursors to you. um being able to have a healthy relationship. Um, would, the the just, fact that these two that these two men showed up in in your bedroom is signifying to me that there's still work to do.
5: I don't doubt that there's work to do because I've thought about um, going to get a therapist because I feel like there's work to do because I feel like my I, I'm angry in the sense of I feel like, A, I'm being taken for granted because I feel like I give and give and give, but I've reached what you just said earlier, where the the the, the bowl is cut off. It's I can't give from something that's
2: you empty.
5: You can't like give I, from an empty cup. Yeah, absolutely. You can't give from an empty cup, and then I'm just awful for, my understanding, just paying attention more to people and watching the tendencies of the things that they do, so I'm catching a whole lot of foolishness early. But it's just,
3: mm-hmm. I
5: have an anger and a rage about me that, it, like, I recently just lost a job behind this because it's it's like I, I get tired of f- foolishness, and it, and it just elevates me like, I'm work when I tell you I'm such a work in progress me and my sister we got into a tiff yesterday and she said something mean to me but on everything I love I try I said don't even go down that path but it's me controlling that and working on that.
2: Well, I'm glad to hear that you're working at it. And if if you feel like um finding a therapist or a coach would help you, I totally encourage you to do that. It's a very that's a very healthy way to um to deal with anger and working through issues from the past.
5: I I just feel like I had self-esteem issues. Like I know I'm a beautiful person, a beautiful woman, but it's just I don't feel like because I didn't get that love from my father that I put up with nonsense that I don't have to. I, I'm yes. learning. I'm learning Our, that I don't go on the clearance rack.
2: Yes, ma'am. Yes,
3: I don't ma'am. go on the
5: clearance rack. You got to pay full t- full price plus tax.
3: That's
2: right. I love that. That's, <laughs> that's, awesome. a, that's I might use
1: that. I'm sorry. I might have to file that one. <laughs> All right.
2: I'm like, dang. That's great, Kim. Um, Everyone is your teacher. Thank you. <laughs> yes. 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 You know, our relationship with our father is our very first relationship
0: Absolutely. with any
2: type any type of man and the way that that original relationship with our father goes it it puts an imprint on us for how well first of all for the type of man that we will attract and two the healing that we have to do that we will need to do in order to become whole in our relationship with men. And you know, some people are some people are blessed to have really wonderful relationships with their father. However, just because you didn't have a great relationship with your father, that doesn't mean that you are any less than someone who has a wonderful relationship. It just means that you incarnate, incarnated here on this planet to heal something related to your relationship with men.
5: Hmm. Just, I'm, I'm frustrated. I, I feel like. My biggest frustration is, is feeling like, when is it ever going to be my time? Like, I feel like, you know, everybody's enjoying their life. And, you know, my half-sisters, they have their own kids, they have their own life. But I just feel like, when is it going to be my time? You know, Whenever you decide it's
2: your time, Kim. When you decide, <laughs> that's when it's your time.
5: Frustrating because I feel like I'm getting older I
2: understand. Now don't you don't you start don't you start that I'm old thing. You it's you are as, you are as young you are as young as you feel. And I and I understand that is just it's just
5: it's just a frustration of feeling like a failure like I feel like because I didn't have didn't have my father like i'm going through those hurts now because at the end of the day i haven't spoken for my father for six years and i said and i all i could do was pray on it and i was led to go over there and just when he see me in that instance and he had he was to tears i wanted to go see him on father's that he has not done right by me 39 years and i wanted to go see him when i tell you when i wanted to go see him he couldn't believe i was there but it, it's just like I, I just want it to be my time. I don't want to be angry anymore, and I, I don't want to keep feel like I'm picking up trash. Because my girlfriend, oh, my girlfriend's mom told me um, something. She gave me this quote. She says, "When you're done with a person, right, be done with them. That's just like if you. That's just like if you have something in the house and it's trash, and when you take the trash out, do you bring the trash back in? Man, when I tell you, she, when she said exactly. that, she said. That just opened up my eyes, but I'm just I'm just tired of the trash, 'cause I feel like I keep meeting trash.
2: So here's what I want you to do, Kim. I want you to um, do you, Do you use social media? Mhm. I follow you on Facebook.
5: You do. I, I listen now. Ever since last week, I've been um, listening. Oh, so I call last week, and then okay. I'm listening. So I go right, check I'll, the page so and find out I when y'all going to be on.
2: I want you to send me a message. I want mm-hmm. you to make sure that you send me a friend request. Mm-hmm. And I want you. I want you to send me a message. I have a very, very close friend of mine who does a. Ah, oh, what is she calling? It? It's called Finding Our Fathers, and it's about healing our relationships with our fathers. So, I want you to send me a message and I'm going to connect you with her.
3: Okay. I remember you told me and about that. And Joel is
2: telling me that we have a couple of other callers, so okay. I need to let you go, but make sure that you connect with me and I'm, gonna, I'm going to I'll um
5: Facebook now.
2: Connect with her. Okay? Okay.
1: Thank you so much.
2: Calling. Thank You're you so, so much for
1: calling. Thank you. Yes, you know I forgot you mentioned that finding our fathers' program. That's really uh, I love when threads of things connect. I had I was scanning through my brain, thinking of resources, and uh, that, that's a that's wonderful.
3: You had it's, spoke with uh, me at our
1: luncheon about that kind of deep it's a, it's, healing that needs to occur in that area. Yes, yes,
2: yes. Yes, and monique has a uh, uh an amazing story for those of you who are listening um my f- my friend and she's actually a business partner of mine as well we have um a program called Mercury Retrograde Reset, so you can look that up as well um, she um, she started this program a couple of years ago and it has been something that, that she has done once a, once a year for the last few years, and it's just it's been amazing. It's really been amazing.
1: Monique well, Ruffin. I just, I just Monique love Ruffin is her name. Monique Ruffin, thank you. I just love doing the
2: show. i q u e r u f f i n Monique Ruffin. Connect with us.
1: I just love doing this show because we are talking with people every week, and you know we get such an interesting from around the country. And uh, at the end of the day, I feel like there's a learning that happens, an exchange that happens, and I certainly um, enlarged by just having these conversations and listening in. So I appreciate you talking with us this evening, Kim. Now, I do have another caller to bring on here real quick. We're getting to the last few minutes of the show. This is caller with the area code 646. This is Joel, And who am I speaking with?
0: I'm speaking with Lisa. How are you today?
1: Hello. How are you? You're on the phone at the Kelly Lynn Prime. You have a question
0: about a dream? Yes. Okay. So. I I'm having a hard the, time hearing you. You it? Me, I'm, I'm having a hard better time than. hearing you as well. What, are you able to hear me better now? Yes. Okay, great. So, yes, I have had a dream about eggs, believe it or not. And I would like about to know what? what the dream about eggs. Eggs? Eggs. Yes. Eggs. Egg yolks. So I just wanted to see if you know what that means.
2: Well, the immediately when you said eggs, I think of um, fertility. I think of something um, going through a gestation period. Um, okay. The fact that you're talking about the yolks to me, that's like the um, the yolk is like the, the the nourishment for the the embryo. So when, oh. when the when the egg is is actually fertilized, that's the that's the uh it's like the liquid gold. You know what I mean? It's like the, the the nourishment for whatever you're you're gestating. Are you working on a project? Are you working on something? I'm
0: actually yeah. I'm working on a project, a writing project that I have to put together. It's like kind of I just have notes everywhere, but I just have to sit down and just put everything in one it's like a puzzle right now I know exactly what I want but it's just that with work and I just don't have enough time to sit down and write that's the only thing you're gonna have to make
2: time if you're gonna, yes, if, exactly. you're gonna if, you're, if you're gonna write a book you're gonna have mm-hmm. to figure out a way to to balance the things that you have going on in your life so that yes. you have so that you create that time. And if it's something that's really important to you, you will find that time. Even if it's, well, like, five or ten minutes a day, just okay. do something. And, you All know, right. that's something, you know, I was an English teacher.
0: And I, okay.
2: I would have students who, you know, they have these projects that we're doing. They come to me at, at, for a check-in. I'd be like, well, what do you have done? Well, I haven't done anything. I'm like, you have to start. Okay. Right, and I would make them start right there when they were sitting with me. Okay, I need you to write down all of your thoughts right now. Well, I don't okay. know. I'm, no, you have to write. You you have to get started. Get started.
0: Oh. Yeah, I'm going to actually get started as soon as I hang up with you tonight. Yes, <laughs> yeah, I'm getting started yes, now. Yes. Now. <laughs> I need the motivation. Because yes.
2: Something, listen, something <laughs> is waiting to be birthed.
0: All right. The eggs represent
2: oh. the eggs represent something being burst. Something right. that okay. is in that is in gestation.
0: Okay. Well I'm getting started right now. I have I have a notebook right beside me. I have that's been sitting on my nightstand for the last week and a half, but I'm making time right now to get started. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for the push.
2: (laughs) Are you on social media?
0: Yes, I am.
2: Okay, make sure you connect with me on social media.
0: Okay, I will, definitely. On
2: Facebook. Are you on Facebook? That's the best way to get at me. Okay, so send me a friend request.
0: Okay, thank you so much. All right, thank you, Lisa. I really appreciate it. Thank you.
2: You're welcome. Bye-bye. That is
1: wonderful.
3: No, and I want to
1: also uh, pass on to uh, the caller, if she's able to hear um, back on the line, one of our future guests on the show is an author and clairvoyant psychic by the name of Burnett Sherman. And Burnett has written a book, uh, a short manual, that's um, something like four weeks to first draft. And it's kind of a a right. Oh, that's so cool. Book, right? So um, if, uh, the the caller reaches out to you on uh, Facebook and you connect with her. If you could redirect her so I can send her a link Absolutely. to that. Absolutely. Call her if you're still Absolutely. listening. If you uh,
3: yes, would be uh,
1: connecting with me on Facebook, I'll definitely send you that book as well because it's okay. stuck in my mind because it's a quick manual. So, uh, we, Nine. We're here in our last few minutes, so I do have a uh, caller 402. I will try to bring on the line. My switchboard is acting a little funny right now. Uh, caller 402, are you on the line? I seem to be frozen, Kelly. So what we are in the last three minutes of the show at this point. So we'll go ahead and wind things up. Um, This has been the Psychic Inside Show. Do you have any last-minute words or imparting wisdom for people that you want to to leave them with as we close down this evening?
3: Um,
2: Just believe, believe in yourself. Believe in yourself and work on the most important relationship that you have is the one that you have with yourself. And I feel like we are led to believe that we have to have, and relationships with other people are important, but it's not more important than the relationship that you have with yourself. So um, take care of yourself. Um, and it's absolutely okay to not have all of the answers yourself. There are so many people out here in so many ways, to get healing and to get connected with people who can help you along your, your path. Um, And I may not be that person for you and that's okay. Find someone who you resonate with, find someone who, um, you know, like finding our fathers, Kim is a perfect person for that, for that program. I absolutely, you know, I want to, I want to guide people to where They can get the the help that they need. So um, work on your relationship with yourself. It's the most important relationship you have.
1: That is the darn truth. If we don't have a relationship with ourselves, they're healthy. We darn sure can't have a relationship with anybody else that's healthy, Uh, family included,
3: (laughs) (laughs) you know.
1: But and Prime. I am so grateful that you spent your Tuesday evening with me talking about your life and your experiences and I know that we only skimmed the surface of your many adventures so I expect that we will be hearing more from you on other shows I do plan to have a a show episode about the medicine path and I know that you'll be back to share more about your sick journey oh yes you know and um I do believe we have some creative projects, as the guys uh, nudged before we met, that will be coming out. And anyone who uh, came out to the Vibrary Elevation Station once a month, we have these events that pop up right now. We're down in East Point in the south side of town. And this happens on the Sunday, third Sunday of the month. The location will vary, so you should definitely follow my Facebook page. But uh, you can pop in and get lifted with the Good Vibe Tribe, and it's a group of people, readers, healers, holistic products and services and vendors. It changes every month uh, with a different kind of mix. And um, this last Sunday was uh, Kelly Lynn's first uh, sitting with us, and she was doing Dream it Interpretation and Crystal great. Readings. It was amazing.
3: <laughs> Everybody they had
1: awesome readings with you.
2: It was great. I really enjoyed myself. And I typically, I have to admit, I don't really like psychic pairs, but this was it was great. I really really enjoyed myself. And I really um enjoyed doing the um I really like doing the dream interpretation. It's it's um it's it's a tool to um get into other things that are going on. So it's it's kind of like a a foot in the door.
3: Mm -hmm. Well,
1: thank you this evening This has been the Psychic Inside Show And my name is Joelle And I just thank you again for choosing to spend your time with us on the air I look forward to seeing you next Tuesday For another episode where we get to hear about people's journeys into their gifts and abilities Until then, I wish you all the blessings That you could possibly hold in your arms and in your life And I just say to you, as I acknowledge your light, namaste. Namaste. Good
2: night.